listening to Over the Oxer podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Are you moving towards where you want to be or are you moving away? In NLP, the answer to that question might be slightly different to the more everyday world, but it has a very subtle meaning that helps you to understand a little bit more about yourself a little bit more about your goals and a little bit more about other people. So there are two types of people and this is extremes of a continuum. So at one side we have people who are called towards people and at the other end we've got the people called the away from people. And these are natural settings in your brain that make up your personality. So let's talk about towards people first of all then away people and then what we're going to do is to think about when it's an advantage to be towards or away and how we can if we wanted to change then we could change. So towards people these people have some kind of goal outcome target whatever you want to call it they have that whether it's small or large and they're working towards it. So if you imagine what that's like, it's like somebody looking at their target. It's someone looking at their goal. So I think of it like an archery target, you know, like the boss, and maybe you're a couple of hundred metres away, and a towards person is walking towards that target, and they're setting things up, and they're taking action and stepping stones and so on to get closer and closer and closer to that target. Away from people do things a little bit differently. So again, imagine that archery target. Imagine now that you're the same distance away at the start, but this time you've got your back to the target. It's the same target, it's the same goal, But instead of facing the goal and walking forwards, you've got your back to the goal and you're walking backwards. So what does that mean? It means that you're looking at whatever's opposite the goal and you're moving away from that. So if it was the archery analogy again, it's wherever you stand to fire your arrows and you're looking at that. Now let's think of a a real life example just so that you understand a bit more what we're saying. The most common example is with money. So if you think about money, let's say somebody has a goal of being financially independent. So that's their target. So the towards person and the away from person are both standing in the same place at the start. The towards person is facing that target the away from is facing the opposite way. The towards person has got their eye on that goal at all times and is working hard to get that goal. And they're walking forwards a little bit every day. Maybe they go backwards sometimes, but you know, generally speaking, they're walking forward towards their goal. The away from person has their focus on the opposite of the target. So the opposite of being financially independent would be that you are 
a little bit anxious about money, maybe money kind of flows a little bit too quickly out of your hands, maybe you never have any money, maybe you're a bit frightened about money. So it's all the negatives and that's what the away from person is focusing on. So they're quite scared of that. They're scared of not having any money and what they're doing is backing away from poverty. The goal is the same. They still want financial independence, but their route is quite an uncomfortable one. Because they're so scared of the opposite, they're working their way to get financially independent through fear. So it's quite an uncomfortable way to be. So when you think about your goal, have you got your eyes on the target? Or are you fired up because you fear not achieving the goal? The goal can be the same for these two types of people, but the way that they get to it is very, very different. Now, it can also depend whether or not you are somewhere in the middle. So you could be a mainly towards person with a bit of an away from. So yeah, you generally speaking, you do look at the goal you do move towards the goal, but you're also looking over your shoulder just to make sure that any risks that might be in the way are accounted for and dealt with. You could be quite balanced, 50-50, and away from and toward. So you move towards goals, you can see the positives, but you can see the negatives as well. You might be someone who is generally an away from person, but you've got a little bit of toward. So the first thing that you notice are the disadvantages, you notice hazards and risks, but you can understand that if you try and just kind of look over your shoulder at that archery target, that yeah, it's quite pleasant, it's quite nice that one. Now whether you're a towards person, away from person, or a bit of a mixture, there's not really any right or wrong or more advantageous way to be, apart from if you are always away and you're never towards, then you're acting out of fear a lot of the time. So what's motivating you is fear, the fear of the negative consequence. And that's not a very comfortable way to live, although there are some advantages. So let's have a little think about the different styles of thinking and the pros and cons and see if you can recognise yourself and your friends and your family members as I describe these people. So if you find yourself with an extremely towards person, then that person will be a bit like Tigger. That person will be bouncing around, really, really gung-ho, let's do it, let's do it now, to hell with the consequences, and they'll be really, really wanting to just not even think about risk and dwell on all that kind of stuff that, that cuts out the fun. They really want to get going, start now, I don't want to plan it, I don't want to think about it, I just want to do it everything will be fine, they can be a little bit overly optimistic. So in a rider, that's not necessarily the best personality trait to have. We want to have somebody who understands a bit of risk as well. People who are the other extreme, 
the away froms often find fault and they can find errors and they can find ways of noting risk, finding hazards. But if they're extremely away from, they'll never do anything because of the risk or the hazard or, you know, they might make a mistake. So they are people that, again, we wouldn't necessarily want to have as riders because they would be so hung up on the risk that they probably wouldn't do it anyway. They probably would would feel so uncomfortable doing it because they don't see any positives. So it's always good to have that balance and be a little bit of both. Even if you are an away from person, it's good to have that towards in you as well. So you might find that you are towards or away from person in all different walks of life. So how can we tell who's who? If you were to ask the question, what would you want in a new horse? You have anything you want, what do you want? A towards person would start to list all the great characteristics that they want. And an away from person will say, well, I'll tell you what I don't want. And they'll tell you all the negatives that they look out for. In that way, choosing someone to go with you to see a new horse, it might be useful if you go with someone who has a little bit of an away from. Don't go with someone who is totally away from because they will put the fear of God up you. But go with somebody who can see maybe little defects or things that wouldn't quite go right for you. You might get a response that's a bit of a mixture. Somebody might say, well, what I really want in a horse is, but I'm trying to avoid something else. And those mixture people, those balanced people, they're really great as well. If you want to take someone along with you while you're viewing a horse. If you ask somebody what's important to you about riding, and again, the towards people will tell you all the positives if they're really, really towards, they're going to bounce up and down with excitement and tell you everything that's wonderful and fabulous that they love. And the away from people will probably be a little bit sarcastic and say, well, it's all the mucking out and poo picking that I really love. So you can find out these people really, really quickly by how they answer questions, open-ended questions where they can talk really positively, really negatively. They can identify all the wonderful things that you could ever think of, but they can also maybe see the hazards and risks. They'll also reveal themselves in their body language. A towards person nods a lot. They're often gesturing that they get it, that they understand, so they'll be smiling They'll be agreeing with you. They really will be very, very emphatic, demonstrative and and seemingly quite happy and pleased when they're talking about something that they love. An away from person will be a little bit kind of guarded in their body language. They might be shaking their head. They might be narrowing their eyes, almost these gestures where it's like warding somebody off 
So not exactly holding up the hand as a stop signal, but you can see maybe they're even backing away. Maybe not taking a step, but you can see they've leant backwards a little bit. Sometimes away from people, because we're all told now to think positive and be positive, they get a little bit hidden. They've learned to kind of cover it up. So they use different words. So rather than something like, I can ride tomorrow, they would say something like, I must ride, I should ride. And they'll use a lot of musts and shoulds in the language of describing anything, not just riding. And they'll say things like, well, it's better to do X, Y, and Z. But you're watching their body language as well. You know, it's it's better to not bother competing until you're really, 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 really ready. So that you can see they're basically saying, let's not compete. There's too much risk, too many hazards. So it's easy to smoke them out, the away from people and the towards people and the mixture people. So how does this help you? Well, it helps you to get along with people because these filters in the mind is the way their personality is set up. And if you want to get along with a person, the best way is to be on the same wavelength as a person. So if you're talking to someone who is incredibly towards, unless they're going to put themselves in danger in some way, you can respond in a very, very towards way as well. Again, if you see someone or meet someone who is very, very away, you can agree with them. You can agree, yeah, there is a risk in this, there is a negative in that. And it helps you, again, to be reading from the same hymn sheet and feel that you're on the same page. For a towards person, you would have language like, this is what we could achieve. This is what we can get. This is what we can do. This is how to win. Here's the advantages. And if you're talking an away from person, then you can say, well, what we want to do is to avoid such and such. We want to eliminate the risk as much as we can. And these are the consequences if we don't avoid X, Y, and Z. Some of these traits, the away from and towards, are useful in certain careers. You can imagine that somebody who likes detail and finding errors and finding risk and so on would be good in risk assessment, health and safety, maybe an accountant that's got to scan through lots and lots of accounts. And the towards people are often people who are able to see possibilities. So they're people that could be, for instance, NLP practitioners. They see that change could be really, really good. They're also people who like to help others for the good. So you might find that they are in caring professions or teaching professions. So these filters in the brain are not to be changed unless somebody particularly desperately wants to change because they're part of our makeup, they're part of what makes you, you. 
But very, very occasionally, people do want to change these things. So if you're a towards person and you want to just tone it down a little bit and just bring in a little bit of an away from, then again, as with all things, it's the awareness, first of all. And then look at the benefits of occasionally doing a scan of what you're doing and just make sure that that route is free of risk or problems. So it's just stepping back and not being quite so gung-ho. If you're at the other end and you're very much away from, then the thing to do is to think about how will the future be if you attend to all the risks and hazards and disadvantages? What possibilities could there be? So my challenge to you is to listen to your self-talk because that will be the most personal and possibly the most hidden talk and see, is it away from or is it towards? And could you bring in a little bit more of the land of grey rather than being black and white? And how would that help your riding if you could do that? I'll leave you to ponder that. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again very soon.